Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn's cross-country and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband and amazing co-host? Just trying to think you of a good, struggled good word for you, but you, you can be amazing. Um, and we're going to discuss a lot of things. A lot of things, because we've been off for a little bit of time. We have. So we've got to talk about the NCAA South Regional. Yep. we got to talk about the NCAA Championships. Yep. And we're going to do a little bit of indoor track. Just a little, little, little taste of it, because it's technically not, well, I guess just technically the season has begun. Boosh. What on earth did you just say? Well, if you watch Friends, you would know. What? I don't get what a moose bouche. What is that like? A, it's it sounds like a pre appetizer. It sounds like a, like some kind of curse where I'm going to put explicit on this. Ha now. ha ha! It's a pre appetizer. Okay. Well, basically, we'll just give you a look ahead as it starts. It, the season technically started for indoor for one person. For one person, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We got too much other stuff to cover. We have a lot of things to talk about. So let's start. Let's start at the beginning, right? First things first. I guess that's where you have to start. So the last thing that we didn't talk about. Was the NCAA South Regional, which was November twelfth, so mm-hmm. almost a month ago. Oof, man! Um, it was held in Huntsville, Alabama. Oof, Alabama. <laughs> Sorry, well, I don't know. Considering that Auburn is in Alabama, <laughs> I know, but you know, it's just one that's of true. Things. That's true. It's you nice don't really stuff. like see Alabama hosting a ton of the big stuff. It is regional; it's not the championship, but every chance we get to celebrate that for the state, woohoo! You're not wrong. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So the NCAA South Regionals, that race was held at the John Hunt cross-country course. The women ran a 6K and the men ran a 10K. And there were 40 schools that competed for the women and 29 for the men. Fields quite a bit bigger for the women. Yes. The top two competitors in each race automatically competed at nationals. Mm-hmm. So do you want to start us off with some women's results? Well, let's, let's do that because, you know, I got to talk about my, my my girl, Joyce, because she is the bomb.com. Just walks in halfway through the season and says, oh, I'll win a few races and then I'll compete, you know, for nationals and all that kind of stuff. So Joyce Camelli obviously was our top finisher for the ladies, as she usually is, because she's just the bomb.com. Nothing against the rest of our ladies because I love them, but Joyce is just the best. Uh, Joyce is a three-time NCAA cross-country championship qualifier so three years in a row now i think is what it what it was yes i don't know if those were split up or anything like that but i believe that's three in a row in this one while i am sad to report that she did not finish in the top three she was just right there placed fourth with a time of 19 minutes 49.44 seconds the fastest 6k of the entire season for her or of everybody i guess it would be everybody since she's the best athlete that we have it was her fastest. If okay. it was for everybody, she would have placed first. There we go. Well, I meant for all of our ladies. I was as what I was thinking. But there. yes, because she's the best, both. the fastest one that we have right now. Okay, right. now it was a dumb question, but here we are. I, I that's what I do here as the color commentator. She also earned the here's a fun acronym for everybody: the U.S. TFCCCA All Region Honor. Obviously, what does that stand for? 
the U.S. Track and Field Cross Country Collegiate Association. Wow. Really proud of you. I, we've, we've done this before. Right. But it's still a mouthful no matter how many times you do it. But right. U.S.T.F.C.C.C.A. Wow. That's just... At some point, I think we need to like cut off how many letters you can have an acronym. Well, that's true. There should be a limit. Like, beyond four is excessive. <laughs> I, I could go for five. Okay. Maybe. But four, it should be the standard. Three to four, something like that. Anyway, enough about acronyms. Let's talk about the rest of the field for the Auburn Tigers women. Presley Weems finished with 21 minutes, 35.15 seconds, placing 65th overall. Right behind her, though, Samantha Rogers in 66th place with a time of 21 minutes, 40.52 seconds. And just as a reminder, I don't know that, Kyle, that you said this, there were 225 Mm -hmm. competitors. So even though we are just giving the praise very much deserved by Joyce Camelli, Presley and Samantha and a lot of our other athletes here did very well in a very, very crowded field. Absolutely. 40 teams with, you know, I mean, we sent, what, seven, it looks like, Mm -hmm. athletes to compete for the ladies. You know, I know not every team sends the same amount, but just do that type of math and how many athletes were running for the women. Right. Uh, The rest of the field for us, Hallie Porterfield finished with a time of 22 minutes, 3.9 seconds, and that's her PR. So, Jessica, we need to give you, like, a PR bell or something like that. We should. Can't you, like, when you're editing, go bing? Ah, That's too much work for me. We should just put it in right now. No, you just need to find a bell somewhere in the house and just ring it every time it happens, just not too loudly. You want those Sunday school bells. Uh, It made me sound really lazy, too, that I don't want to do that in the editing afterwards. Yeah, it did. Oh, well. But as long as you acknowledge that. At least I acknowledged it, right? Uh, Her PR by over 70 seconds, and she placed 89th overall. Sarah Pacer finished with 22 minutes, 12.26 seconds, placed 95th. Hannah Thuss got a PR as well. Ring the bell right there if you had it. (laughs) With a time of 22 minutes, 22.57 Seconds, 105th overall, and then Louisa McPherson finishing 22 minutes, 54.42 seconds, placing 140th overall. Now, this gave the uh, women a finish of 10th overall with a 309-point total, 225 total competitors. So if you look at this, all but one of the Auburn Tigers finished in the top half of the field. That's incredible. That's it's a great it, team effort. I agree. Um, tell me about the PRs one more time. The PRs one more Oh, no. No, I'm not going to set you up. Fine. She wants to ring the bell. PR for Hannah Thuss. That went really well, Jessica. Mm, it really, <laughs> She's struggling here on the back end. Really? I wish you guys could see. Oh, and there it is. <laughs> 12 minutes later. And here's the sad PR thing. PR for Hallie Porterfield. Here's the sad thing. That first ding was from my phone and updated, not yours. That's how funny that was. Well. <laughs> the things that are happening here. I wish this was a video podcast at this point. I'm glad it's not. We'll work on that and have it re- have it ready for uh, indoor and outdoor track and field. Yeah. So, All right. Let's talk about the men, though. The men. I will talk about them. So the men finished 14th overall with 329 points, and they had 175 total competitors. So 50 less than the women. Ryan Kinane, he was our first Auburn finisher, and this was actually his first career 10K. He finished in 23rd place in a time of 30 minutes, 33.15 seconds, and he earned a spot on the all-region team. Your first ever 10K, and you just are the the leading runner for your team. That's great. I I shouldn't have mentioned it, folks. (laughs) Now she's going to overuse it. 
it's just that's the way it's gonna go now on this show so next up for auburn our second auburn runner to finish was carson bedix he finished in 31 minutes 42.73 seconds and placed 67th can we park it here for just a second for carson He's done a great job this season. Yeah. He's really improved. We've watched him be probably in the lower half of just how... You well, the middle, a, probably mid, middle mid, 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 lower, like that kind of thing. But we've seen, and I'm trying to build a story here, that I'm he sorry. has risen up to now the second finisher overall. And that's not taking... In the biggest meet that he would compete exactly. at this season. Competing yeah. at the perfect time, at your highest level, which everybody's trying to do. But we watched him rise up the ranks and how he finishes amongst the Auburn men runners. Which I love that so much because I love how, as the season progresses and the competition gets like more intense gets stiffer that everybody matches that competition and right they perform their best well as and well. they're pushing each other as well right. as you talked about this sport is a lot about your running buddy you know yep. finding someone that you kind of run the same time with and pushing each other to kind of go further faster higher whatever the saying is these days yes good job i'm proud that you kind of knew that kind of that was close somewhat Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So next up for Auburn was Cooper Atkins. He finished in 31 minutes, 50.67 seconds and placed 76th. Then Tommy McDonough finished in 31 minutes, 55.58 seconds and placed 81st. Then immediately after him was Jackson Thomas in 82nd place in 31 minutes, 56.52 seconds. So I love... Obviously, I've said this all season long, but I love seeing that Jackson and Tommy running together, pushing each other, being there, you know, at the end together. I just that's one of my favorite things about cross country. It's an individual sport, but it's really a team sport, too. You know, I love looking at like how the numbers of things finishing first, second, third. Also, I know you love the PRs, but I look right here at how everybody finished 175 total competitors for the men. Again, it's kind of the similar scenario to the women. All but one of the runners finish in the top half of the field. And I know I'm not trying to like say that's a moral victory or anything like that, but Auburn's cross country program has had great individuals, but has not been known for them as a team in terms of finishing 
together higher than a lot of other teams. We're, you know, with the new head coach, we may be seeing that trend start to head in the right direction here. I think so. And so finally, our last competitor for the men was Mark Foster. He placed 136th and finished in 33 minutes, 51.65 seconds. I'm proud all the way around of the men and the women. I think this is a great way to finish out, Absolutely. obviously, the team portion of it because we unfortunately only send one to the finals. But... We're okay with that because we sent somebody, right? We didn't send just somebody. We sent the body. How did I know you were going to say that? (laughs) Because I stole it right out of your mouth, basically. I saw you about to say it. Well, we did. We sent Joyce Camelli to the NCAA Cross Country Championship in Tallahassee, Florida. This was on November 20th, and it was held at the Appalachie Regional Park, which, if you recall... We've been there. We've been there twice already this season. twice already? Twice. Because oh, it was so, pre-national. Yep. And then what was And then it? their the regular FSU, FSU invite. Yeah, yeah. So Joyce knows this course very well, which yeah. is a huge win for Obviously her. Obviously played in her favor. Yep. So this is Joyce's third time to compete in the NCAA Cross Country Championships, which ties Angela Holman's record for most trips by any Auburn runner in program history. Any, men or women. I should know this, and we should know this, but do we have one more year with Joyce? No, we don't. Is this it for her? Yeah. Oh, so she can't beat the record. That's okay. I, I'm just, I, you know me. I like having that type of, you know, first, second, third. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm always wrong. Here's about here's one thing I do know is that the whole COVID year, a lot of the athletes That's got true. one more year. Now, did she use that year this time around? I don't, I don't believe know. she's used it, but I also don't know if she wants to use it based on graduating and, you know. She is in the nursing program. And, well, and, you know, Olympics and everything. That's The Olympic true. hopeful. Well, but that's, what, two years away now for the time they start need to do a... Listen, I'm so confused. We're just advocating, Joyce, if you can come back, please do. Well, just continue running because we love following you. Oh, yeah, because we follow her even if she was running for whatever national team that she does. I think, it, what did we see her compete with? Was it, was it Kenya? 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 I thought that's it where was she's Kenya. From. She's I, a I Kenya thought native. so, but I didn't want to just assume. Yes. So at the NCAAs, Joyce finished 16th. 16th out of 255 runners, the 255 best cross-country runners this year in the whole country. And that there's is a fabulous. lot of great athletes at a lot of great running schools, and yeah. she's finishing in the top 20. I mean, that's just Almost incredible. the top 15. So she ran, she ran it in a time of 19 minutes, 43.4 seconds, which is her best 6K time of this year and her second best of her career. It's, you know, I I keep saying all the time, I don't know why we're amazed, because she's just amazing, because she's just really good at uh, being the lead runner for the women, but also for this this program. And yeah. I think it's a great thing for Coach Aaron Kint. Is that how you say his last name, I believe? is okay, I, can't, I never remember. Those weird spellings sometimes get me. But having a headliner like this, when you step into your first season, has got to make him feel really good. Because, you know, it's like, hey, uh, you know, we're still probably growing as a program. But we've got this star athlete that's going to kind of be like our headliner. And she just, again, shows on the biggest stage why she's such a great athlete. Absolutely. So her race, that 16th place finish, that earned her All-American honors. Again, not shocked whatsoever. Just the accolades keep coming out for her. Yeah. And she got, remember, she got honored on the field for her performance last season where she was an SEC champion. So she didn't get it this season, but she came very close. Yeah. Fourth place. Well, I guess that was internationals or regionals or something like that. Anyway, I'm digressing at this point, and Jessica's giving me the look. So, with that being said, that's the end of cross-country season. Jessica, are you sad? Um, 
No, because track is my favorite. I know. Why Why do you dislike, not dislike, why do you favor track over cross country? Because it was what I enjoyed yeah. personally as an athlete. Even though... It's very ADD, mm-hmm. you know? It's very like, I can watch jumping and throwing and running all at the same time. Right. It's like a lot of excitement all at the same time. That is not saying I don't love cross country because I do. Right. And, you know, obviously it is not as well known as track and field. Everybody at the Olympics knows track and field. You know, you don't get as much publicity, I guess, for cross country. Um, so I love them all. But, but you got familiar with a lot of these athletes during cross country that you're going to be seeing in the indoor and outdoor track and field season. Absolutely. So why don't you tell us about Boston Invitational? It has technically begun uh, only for Joyce Camelli, as we just got done talking about her. Uh, it's held in Boston on December 3rd and 4th, so it's already been done. Joyce Camelli competed in their 5,000 meters. That's a long way to run. Whew, that's a long way to run. Finished with a time On of, a 200-meter track. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> yes, don't get her started. 25 times around that little Do bitty track. Do not get her started. Finished with a time of 15 minutes, 43.49 seconds, placing 14th out of 72 runners. So again, she's up in the... You know, upper echelon of the finishers here. Absolutely. And this is just the first race of the season, right? And it's not that she's not giving her best in this race, but it's only going to get better. Absolutely. So I'm excited to see, you know, indoor track starting mm-hmm. and then moving on to outdoor track, which is I, the best. I am sad that cross-country season is Of course. Over. We're always a little sad when it's over. It's kind of like football season being over. You always look forward to the next year. But you didn't talk about sand traps as much this year. Can I just point that out? TBD. TBD. Well, there's not some new sand traps. You're going to say it, an indoor for long jump. But that's not a sand trap, though. It's not a trap. It's supposed to be there. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. But I made it through the year without harping on that too much. You did. So it's been a great cross-country season for the athletes. Mm -hmm. Really looking forward to indoor track, which starts in Nashville, Tennessee at the Vanderbilt Invitational, January 14th and 15th. Another one we've seen before. Let's get this thing started. Yeah. War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.